Welcome to the Slay Podcast with Leanne Gabriel. Listen in as she leads and empowers with stories of inspiring women making a difference in today's world. Well, good afternoon, Slay family, and happy Tuesday. Hope everyone is doing great. We are going to get a just ton of information and advice from a brilliant lawyer today. So as a lawyer, I like lawyers. What can I tell you? But Michelle Greer is a very special lawyer. I'm going to introduce you to our special guest today, Michelle Greer. She is a family law, in, or, I'm sorry, practices family law, and she helps people with Unfortunately, one of the realities of our world today, which is that there are many families that do go through a divorce, custody, and other issues along the way. But the reason I was very excited to have Michelle here is she has a unique and holistic approach to all of this, which I think will be incredibly helpful for everyone watching today. So first and foremost, Michelle, welcome. So happy to have you here. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. And uh, you are from the Baltimore area as well? I am. Great. So um, I wanted to start off and, you know, we always like to be kind of optimistic on this channel, but there is the reality that the statistics are high and lots of families go through divorce. You have a unique and holistic way of looking at this. Could you just take a minute and share a little bit with the viewers today about how you approach it all? Absolutely. Um, the the divorce process is is more than just a a legal process, it's a life changing um, process for individuals. Mm -hmm. And so it is really uh, not just about formulating a plan for the divorce itself, but you're trying to formulate a plan for your new life on the other side of what was familiar to you. You're also going through the process of kind of putting to, to rest your dream relationship. I mean, no one signs up for, for a marriage planning to get divorced, you know? And so yeah. there are such a multitude of emotions um, that come along with the process and for men and women, but tonight we're going to focus on our women. Yeah. So it's a, there, there are a lot of things, you know, some of us dream of, of the white picket fence and you know, the knight in shining armor that comes and sweeps us off of our feet and he's going to be there for the rest of our life. And then suddenly you realize that 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 dream is now become for many a nightmare. And so mm -hmm. my job as an attorney is not just to help you go through the divorce process itself, but to provide you with the emotional support to provide you with the spiritual support, to provide you with the resources that you're going to need. And sometimes those resources include counseling. Sometimes those resources include a financial planner. Sometimes, believe it or not, it, it means helping you schedule an appointment with uh, someone in the financial aid department, you know, so that you can begin looking at college courses, which is kind of a, a new process because oftentimes, Many of my clients are even looking at some dreams that haven't been realized because they've couched that, because they've put their husband first, they've put their children first. And so now it's my job as an attorney, in my opinion, to help my client realize that, you know what, I'm so much more than all of these titles. I'm a woman, I have dreams that I perhaps have not realized. And so sometimes it's putting them in contact with some of these additional resources. Sometimes it's a book, sometimes it's referring them to wonderful uh, groups such as your own um, to find that support. And so I really try to look at the whole person 
not just envisioning them as a legal client for a temporary stay, if you will. You know, I love that you do that because there are so many times that a lawyer can just go through all the mechanisms of law and forget that there's a human being with a broken heart piled underneath of all that. Exactly. And it's wonderful that you take the time to really look at how the person's doing and coach them and give them advice and all of those pieces of the puzzle that will help someone to survive going through something like a divorce. Exactly. Thank you. So when we look at it, I want to ask you a couple questions. You know, okay. let's say that somebody is watching this and they kind of have in their back of the mind, this might not be going in the direction that I want to. Like they haven't really decided that they're going to end their marriage, but maybe they're at a point where they're starting to contemplate it. What advice would you give to somebody who is kind of on the fence? Is there anything they should do as potential preparation? Or what would you tell someone in that spot? So I'm an advocate for um, successful marriages. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes I've had clients who have come to me that they are on the fence. Some of them have moved on to go through the divorce process, but some of them haven't. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I have very, uh, you know, often had clients who I've been able to successfully provide them with a resource um, to help save their marriage as oh, well. Yeah. Um, and so, so sometimes it, it, it does happen like that. And guess what? I mean, that's what I desire for my clients. <laughs> if they're able to, to make it work um, and they can be happy. And so one of the, the first things that I would suggest to um, clients is that you do a, a tremendous amount of, of soul searching, you know, and you almost sit down with, with paper in hand. And for once, you don't write down what your, your dream relationship is, if you will, because we get to that. I mean, this is actually, my clients have homework. <laughs> I, don't know if I mentioned that, but you know, one of the first things I have them do is to purchase a journal. Um, and I also have them purchase a notebook because we do a lot of, of homework. It's, it's not to um, burden them in any kind of way. It is designed to help them self-reflect and to mm. self-assess. And so that is one of the first things that I would advise um, clients to do is to not look at what your dream relationship is, but to take a good hard look at what your relationship has been and what it is. And you need to sit down and kind of write down the pros and the cons. And we've all heard these, <laughs> these routines, but we don't always apply them to ourselves successfully and committedly. And so that's what I would definitely suggest because there are different uh, segments of the divorce process. You have the emotional and the spiritual, you have the very physical and tangible, you have the financial, you have the extended family and the children. I mean, all of these different things. And guess what? And you're going to an attorney and you're thinking that this person is going to help me with all of these things when in fact, they usually are just helping you with the legal. You know? Yes, so, yes. Yeah, so you have to really begin with you as the whole person, as the woman. And, and have a very realistic conversation with yourself about what you have in this companion. Is this mm -hmm. making you happy, right? And then if the answer is no, then the next step is to determine whether it can work. Is this a person that's willing to come to the table with 100% effort? You know, I mean, we all come with baggage. We all have things that we need to work on. The question is, is this other individual willing to meet me at the table and to dump out all of the things that, that aren't great, you know, and to begin to dig in deep 
and work on those things? And if the answer is no, because guess what? Sometimes you're able to, and you're willing to work on hundred percent, but this other person is not. And so now you have to be very realistic with yourself and, and ask the question, can I live with only receiving 50% of what I deserve and what I need? Mm, wow. That's a powerful question to ask yourself for sure. Yeah. So they may go through the little pros and cons, what I get from staying and what I lose from leaving and then the kids and all the different factors. And then let's say that they decide to go through and they need an attorney. Well, obviously if they're in Baltimore, they can come find you. <laughs> Contact me, absolutely. <laughs> Free plug, there you go, right? <laughs> so they Thank can come you. see you, you'll take great care of them. But let's say somebody's watching this and they're in another part of the country. And they're like, okay, where do I start? You know, maybe they don't even know how to find a divorce attorney. You know, what are the things that you think are important for someone to look for? Well, I definitely think it's important that you have an attorney who is not, you know, focused on financial gain. <laughs> That's a definite. Amen um, to that. Yeah. 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 And you, you have to kind of begin to, so the next step then, if, if, if you decide that you absolutely have to leave, now you have a couple of assignments. One, you need to start doing your research, doing your due, due diligence in assessing what your assets are um, in the marriage, what's non-marital, what's marital. Um, begin to assess it. It's your time to start digging through bank statements, getting copies of things. You understand? So now you know that you are going to prepare for this divorce process. You need to gather all of your financial information. You need to look at what your, believe it or not, life insurance policies are, or if you don't have life insurance. You know, it's time to really start doing those things that are going to be necessary to create a very firm foundation for you to live and to live well on the other side of the divorce process. And you want to have a framework of a plan. I always tell my clients to come up with maybe three templates of a proposal initially what you absolutely want to have you know when what you can live with and then the the bare kind of bottom of well i can do with this but you know yeah. uh, the reason why you want that is because it creates like a a skeleton if you will of of a proposal for settlement that the attorney is able to begin to add meat onto or to subtract from and you want to have that when you go in the door with an attorney because you don't want a person that is meeting you for the first time that usually is not emotionally invested in you they're not spiritually invested in you you understand you don't want to leave the rest of your life and the lives of your children um, in the hands of a complete stranger that wow. has a multitude of clients that they're working for. And it's not to say that, um, you know, attorneys aren't good. It's to say that all attorneys are not created equal. <laughs> okay. And so that, that's so true. Actually, when you look at any industry, that's so true, but it is really true with lawyers. And I think you're kind of saying, you know, go in with your perfect world and your deal breaker list. You know what I mean? So you've kind of got some place to work in the middle. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the other thing is you want to go in with the mindset that the attorney is working for you. And I want to be very clear about that. I want to stress that because oftentimes clients can lose their voice through the divorce process. And as you know, as an attorney, just, just through the, the litigation process itself, 
where the attorney begins to be the person that's kind of the captain of the ship, okay? And you're just kind of taking a passenger seat. You can't have that mindset. You have to remember, again, that you are what's important and the attorney is working for you. And so you want to begin to set the, the, the stage for that kind of relationship from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Do not go into the office in a very passive way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, you want to be very clear that this is what I want and I need you to, to help me get there. But I also need you when you tell me that, no, we can't get there. I need you to take the time to explain to me why we can't mm-hmm. get there and to come up with some other alternative plan so that I can live happily on the other side of this divorce. It's interesting you say that because sometimes I've had friends that have gone to see lawyers and they walked out and they said, I have no idea why they're telling me to do this or what, but they just said, this is what you're supposed to do. And, you know, and I think what you make is such a valid point because they'll come go, what does this mean? Why would my lawyer tell me to do this? And I'm thinking you're paying that person a chunk of money. (laughs) So that would be a good thing to make them explain to you, but you're right. There's so much emotion going on that people will be embarrassed or just step back and they won't ask those questions. They won't get the information that they need. Absolutely. And so, you know, the notebook is something I always have my clients keep with them at all times, Mm -hmm. but the notebook is a good idea to walk in the office with. You want to have your questions. I mean, most often you have attorneys who will give a free initial consultation. Not all of us um, do, but I do. And that is your opportunity to pick the attorney's brain. Um, You are in fact interviewing your advocate your legal advocate, you are interviewing that legal advocate. And so you want to walk into that office very empowered. You want mm. to have questions already laid out and you want to be able to write down the answers, okay? And to ask additional questions if necessary. That is your opportunity to figure out whether this is a good marriage, a good union in between <laughs> this attorney and I. Yeah, because you may be in it for a while, you know? Um, the average divorce can can last any anywhere from six months to you know a year or two, usually. Wow. You know, if it if it's a, inside of a year, especially with the pandemic and things now, things are kind of, of backed up, and so the norm where it would be somewhere within a year is now somewhere within a year to to two year time period. Okay, so it truly is a relationship that that you have with the attorney and you want to make sure that you have that relationship. You don't wanna be pushed off to a paralegal or a legal assistant. You know, um, we do get busy and so we, we try to have a very competent um, support staff that are there to add, answer basic questions. But you should have a conversation, a regular conversation where you kind of check in with the attorney. Keep in mind, billable hours. <laughs> do happen. And so you want to, again, that notebook is going to become your best friend. You want to try to have your questions already mapped out in your book so that when you have a conversation with the attorney, you're able to go through those things and you're not worrying about, did I forget this? (laughs) Did did I miss something here? Yeah. So that that notebook is very important. You want to have that from the very beginning. And I love what you just pointed out about billable hours because you know, coming from the field of law, we both are really familiar with that. But if you're not familiar, you've never had to hire a lawyer before. 
you know, a lawyer that's handling something that like this will bill you by the hour. So if you go in and you're disorganizing, you're fumbling around, the clock's ticking, you know, and so is the cash register the whole time you're sitting there. So it is great advice for you to tell people to come in, organize, knowing exactly what they need. And if they're going to get on the phone, they're, they're getting charged when they're on the phone too. It doesn't matter if it's on Zoom or in person or on the telephone. Absolutely. And so this is one of the reasons why the additional um, resources and the more holistic approach is very important because as you said, I'm glad that you did reiterate that, that it is a very emotional process. Mm. Uh, and oftentimes it's really what the stumbling block is. It isn't that the case can't settle. It's that the emotions are involved or guess what? Sometimes it's billable hours involved. And that's speaking very candidly. Sometimes there is an attorney involved, unfortunately, maybe not your attorney, but the attorney on the other side, that's a buffer to the other party. And so the attorney wants to keep this litigation going because there are billable hours attached to it. And so where your case could have settled six months or more ago, it's still going on. <laughs> okay. If they and drag so, it out, they get paid more, unfortunately. Exactly, exactly. And, and so, um, you really want to try to work very uh, committedly to separate what your actual issues are from the emotion. And that's something that I do with my divorce coaching clients, um, because I do do divorce coaching as well as, as representation in court. Um, I mean, there are a multitude of forms of representation. You have some, some of my clients are limited scope, where they come to me just to help them fill out documents and to understand those documents. Sometimes I do mediation where the parties come to the table together and I'm able to help them to work through a lot of, of these, these disputes that they have. Um, and then sometimes it's just divorce coaching. It's not necessarily litigation. And when I do the divorce coaching process, one of the things that I like to begin to separate is the emotion from the dispute. Okay, because it's all convoluted in there. And it's almost hard to believe that clients won't settle a case because they had an argument over, you know, whether the kids were going to, to go to a birthday party or, you know, just, I mean, really crazy things, <laughs> Do you know what I mean, that hold up the, the settlement process. But when you're able to, to actually write those things down on paper, then you can see, wow, you know what? Let me work on this emotional piece over here and save 5,000 and not go to court, okay? <laughs> not focusing on the real dispute. You're able to see that when you write it down. And attorneys aren't gonna always say that to you because again, they're, you know, we make our, our living off of billable hours. Um, but an attorney that, that is vested in the welfare and well-being of their clients will be honest with you and say, listen, you're angry right now. Let us figure out how to address the anger over here. And let's break apart this, this issue and get to the root of the true dispute. And let me help you with that. Yes, because vindictiveness with an attorney is not free. So if you're going to be vindictive <laughs> in the legal process, you're paying. It's not like you're dragging the other person, but you are going to pay for the hour for every, you know, little stab and nuance and delay and aggression that you are having your lawyer assert. 
to the yeah. other side. That's not free. <laughs> not very free. free. It's not free. And I can't tell you how many times I've heard clients say, I just want my day in court. Really? <laughs> no, I think what you really need is a day of going to the spa, <laughs> you know, of some sisterly hug and loves and cry and going out. Sometimes I've told my clients, listen, find a wooded area and go out and just scream at the top of your lungs, scream, cry, stomp, you know, get it out because guess what? You have been wounded here. You know, and, and I think a, a lot of times attorneys really don't focus on that, you know, yeah. but it's very hard to understand legal nuances and issues if you have a crap load of, of, of emotions on your shoulder. You know, and so finding ways to to release that is an ongoing process. It's, it's a lot cheaper to go to, you know, happy hour and have a glass of wine with two of your yeah. girlfriends than to pay a lawyer by the hour. Absolutely. <laughs> Even if you're treating, it's still absolutely. <laughs> and you know, I have that where I tell my clients that sometimes, listen, call <laughs> and it, that's one of the things along with the notebook I, that I tell my clients. Find a, a close friend, find two, because one may not always be available, but find two that you can trust that would allow you to vent, that won't keep you in a negative space, um, mm. that are really going to help you to kind of move back into this positive space of growth for yourself and a positive space of purging. What you don't need is the girlfriend <laughs> that's going to say, Go for, you know, slash his tires. Go, you know. <laughs> then, you need another, then you need a criminal attorney after you get caught doing <laughs> that. criminal attorney. <laughs> we shouldn't be laughing. Okay, I got one last question. Too many lawyer jokes here. I've got one last question in all seriousness. So let's say, okay. You're right, exactly. And I've had it happen, you know. Oh, now you're there for a protective order or one against you. You know, which kind of brings me to, to that 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 issue as well um understanding that once you begin the divorce process that there's just like no no holds bar like everything is evidentiary if you will and so you really have to sometimes I, mean, I have had clients who've come to me and i've said to them listen you're not ready for the divorce process right now it's going to take us six months you know, two or three months or a month. It's going to take us that much time for me to assist you in going through your you know, social media pages and, and getting rid of some things, the text messages that you've sent, you know, calling them all kinds of names and all of that stuff. You know, we have to now take this time to create new text messages. It may be like 30 days worth of text messages where you have to just focus on the children, for an example, so that now when he brings these things up in court and he's like, oh, this woman called me all kinds of names and da, 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 you can be like, yeah, your honor, my client admits to that. She was having a rough time. I mean, what do you expect her to do? You know, when she finds out that her spouse was sleeping with her best friend, but you know what? <laughs> for the past 30 days, my client has been focusing on nothing but the children and trying to co-parent. Do you see what I mean? So sometimes we have to yeah. take that time to clean up. <laughs> and I'm laughing because I have somebody, who, uh, a good friend of mine who is not happy in the marriage. And um, 
sometimes I'm like, whoa, down girl. You know what I mean? Like you got to start <laughs> thinking about what you're doing. Your advice is amazing. It really is. And there's so many pieces of that are great. You know, those things that people don't think about. Yeah. Like if you're really being vicious and nasty and, you know, people have the misconception that it, things go away, you know, yeah. but they can subpoena anything. So they can see your phone records, you know, in the text messaging, your emails, all that kind of nonsense is going to get dragged through the mud if you do that stuff. So I have another question for you before we wrap up, though. Let's say that somebody is ending a marriage and it's mutually agreed upon and it's not vicious because we know a lot of marriages can end and it can get really ugly. But let's say, you know, spouse is like, I'm done. Other spouse is like, I'm done too. Let's just move on our merry way. At that point, if they're in agreement, do you think that they should have a lawyer and why would that be important for someone in that situation? So you would go through the same process of the self-work, the notebook and writing down what your assets are, doing the research because there has to be a full disclosure of assets in order to do what we call a voluntary separation and property settlement agreement. And there's actually a provision in there that, that states that you all have made a full disclosure to, to one another. And oftentimes, I generally have like what's called a Schedule A and a Schedule B, which is the property that the wife is going to retain and the property that the, the spouse, the, the husband will retain. Um, and so you really want to be fully aware and fully informed of what those assets are because the settlement agreement is, in essence, a contractual agreement, and it's binding on both of the parties. The only thing that it doesn't bind you to is issues um, relative to, to the children, which is, you know, child custody and visitation and support. But alimony and division of your property, it's a binding agreement. And so you definitely want to be well informed when you come to the table to have that discussion. Now, in terms of having an attorney, you don't need to have an attorney to represent you, but you certainly should have availed yourself of a free consultation <laughs> with a very good attorney who is going to advise you of what your rights are and what you need to be looking for and what you certainly need to include in a property settlement agreement. I also would suggest that you have an attorney and it could be a mediator. Like if, if, if both parties are in agreement with a mediator, then you can come to the table with your wish list and all of your assets and the mediator will assist you in coming up with an agreement and the mediator can actually draft the agreement. I would not suggest using, uh, what do you call it? These, these software programs, <laughs> you know, for drafting um, a settlement agreement, because again, it, it is a contract. And so at least to the extent that you are um, finding out what your rights are and you're making sure that this, this con contractual agreement is properly drafted and it's reviewed, you should have an attorney for that, but you do not need an attorney in court to represent you in an uncontested divorce. So it, even if it's uncontested, yeah, we, we, we seem to feel that downloading those free forms online is probably not the best way to go. <laughs> it's not the best way to go. And, you know, it's nothing wrong with downloading a sample um, so that you, once again, are very empowered. You have some general idea of the categories that you should be discussing with your spouse um, in part, as part of your agreement. But you definitely want to be, and here's the thing, every state is different. And mm. so, you know, what we require here in the state of Maryland may not necessarily mirror what's required in the state of Texas. 
Okay. And so yeah. that's one of the other reasons why you, you really want to know what your rights are relative to the state that you um, reside in. And those, you know, template forms, they're not going to advise you of, of those small but significant things. And laws change too. That's another laws thing. are constantly changing. Yes. Well, Michelle, I am so grateful that you took the time to be here today. I hope everyone's learned a lot. Now, as much as we love Michelle, we hope you don't need Michelle. But if you do <laughs> need Michelle and you're in the Maryland area, she's a fabulous attorney. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can post some questions. If you're in the Facebook group, she's actually joined the Facebook group. So you can tag her and post any questions or comments that you have. But thank you. And I just want to really acknowledge you, you know, lawyer to lawyer here. Um, many lawyers don't do anything except for their function as an attorney and the way you look out for the person, even the integrity you have to try and help them not be overbilled. All of that really sets you apart from a lot of other lawyers. So thank you for being that kind of person to stand up for others. Thank you. It was my pleasure. And um, I look forward to answering any questions that are posted in the group as well. Well, thank you all so much for being here with our awesome lawyer, Michelle, and we will be back next week. Stay tuned and we'll see you next Tuesday. Have a great day, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Slay Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or would like to join our exclusive Facebook group, you can reach out to Leanna and her staff at slaywithlg at gmail.com. That's S-L-A-E with L-G at gmail.com.